Hello everyone, my name is Kendall and welcome to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. And just like any book club, we'll only be spending half the time actually talking about books. And this is that half. In these book club episodes of this podcast, my guests and I will be bonding over my favorite hobby, reading. Getting to know their relationship to books, the ones they love, the ones that have made the biggest impact on them, and so much more. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you that my guests and I will be sharing our own personal experiences, opinions, and possible book spoilers throughout this episode and all future episodes. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another book club episode. I'm very excited to have my guest from our previous episode, Shelby Warner, return. Shelby, welcome. Hi, I'm excited. (laughs) I'm glad. And I want to start by telling everybody, like I did in the previous episode, Shelby and I are communicating via Zoom from two different semi-remote locations, one in the mountains and one by a lake. So the quality of the audio may not be as great as some of you would have expected. Hopefully you still enjoy it. And let's get started. Shelby, first question, which I kind of know the answer to, but do you like to read? And what is your relationship with reading? I love to read. I do wish I was a little bit more disciplined in my reading and I wish I had more time to read, but I do love to read. I literally love buying books. I wish I loved reading them more, but I love buying books. But my relationship to reading, I I feel like I started very similarly to a lot of people, which is like Harry Potter series. I mean, that came out when I was in like first grade-ish mm-hmm. around there. Um and so I remember reading those. Um, I just loved like stepping into a new realm and um, yeah. Yeah. That's probably not a great answer, but I just love no. reading. I do love yeah. reading. I love like just so many different worlds you can get into. Um, I love giggling at a romance novel. <laughs> I love it all. I love like ones that make me feel empty and dead inside after I read them. I love <laughs> ones with like horrible main characters who you still somehow are lovable. I love it. I will say my favorite series is Percy Jackson, even though I, I wanted to mention that just because I started with Harry Potter, but I feel like mm. the Percy Jackson series really solidified my love of reading. Yeah. So I want to shout out to the Percy Jackson series. Rick Riordan, shout out to you. Yes. And it's funny because this is now, it's when Darren and I had our conversation, we said both of those things as well. And so I think that's very telling of like why we all love each other and our family. Because um, we exactly. said the same thing. We like grew up reading like Harry Potter by J.K. Rowling was like the first series we probably sat down as a family and read. And so like that changes, you're all immersed in this story and this world together. And I think that's very amazing. And then Percy Jackson was one that my sister Morgan like loved and was so invested and then we all read it on the coattails of her reading it and we're all like so which god would be our parent yep literally it's so good and I love like I really cherish like going to the library with like my mom and like being able to like pick out a book I feel like I haven't I was thinking about this the other day because I feel like with like book talk and like which I love And like, I do, I feel like a lot of heavily, like I do a lot of research before I go pick a book from the library, but Mm -hmm. like, I do envy those days. Like when I would go with my mom, I would just be like perusing the children's section and I'd be like, this one looks fun. Let me take this one out. 
And I usually would finish it, whether it was bad or good, because I couldn't probably, I had no reading comprehension at that time. So I was probably like, these are words <laughs> and this is good. <laughs> yep. Yep. I said the same thing. Like my mom would take us to the library and I now live near that library and go to it regularly. It's now my personal library, which is really cool. And like, I used to always just like walk the shelves and like pick it out. And I think post pandemic, I got so used to putting everything on hold and then running and picking it up and leaving that like, that's what I do now. But I do wish I could, I mean, let's be honest, when we went into the library, we were picking, you know, based on the cover. So like judging a book by its cover, yeah. but, but For I sure. am big on covers. Hate to say it. Did you go into a library? Actually, it wasn't the other, it's such a lie. It was a year ago I went into a library. I don't know why I said the other day. It was fully a year ago. And I did pick up like a YA romance novel just off the shelf randomly. And it made like my top, it was like my top reads of 2021. It literally had me sobbing. Um, I thought it was just going to be like a cute little read that I could, it's called Counting Down to You. I just picked it up because I was like, it'll be like a really easy read in between like law school readings. It'll be fine. And then like, I'm like in my room sobbing and I'm like, this is not easy. (laughs) So I was going to ask you, but you kind of answered this. Now as an adult, do you do the same thing you did when you were younger and do you have to finish a book or is there a specific place where you're like, once I get to this page or this percentage, I'm like, I don't like it. I'm out. I do really try to finish every book just because I feel bad when I don't, even though you shouldn't feel bad. Like you are for sure allowed to stop reading a book, but I did like, I, I, also have unintentionally stopped reading book a lot of books mostly because me and one of my friends we will go to the, our local public library and she's also in law school and we will I will I'll take out like three books and I'm like I'm not going to be able to finish all of these before I have to return them because I also have to go to I have to read for law school yeah. and it's so much reading law school is a lot of reading and so I end up like getting halfway through a book and being like oops I have to return it <laughs> I'll come back to it eventually, I guess. So I un- unintentionally DNF a lot of books. I recently, I have only like first, sh- like purposely DNF'd, I think one book. And I think if I gave it another try, I would, I could potentially get through it. It was the Copenhagen trilogy. And it was just like, I do love a depressing book. I love like, if I'm going to read a nonfiction, since I do read a lot of nonfiction just by law, I like like a sad biography kind of but that was like depressing me a lot and I couldn't couldn't get through it that's the only one I've purposely put down and not finished yes I do feel like now I am a little bit more especially because I feel like there's so many books I want to read Mm -hmm. um with the insurgence of like being on book tiktok and seeing like those like books that people recommend there's so many I want to read that if I'm like just not feeling one it's just gonna we're just gonna have to throw it away and go to the next not really throw it away I'll donate it or something but yeah, so. I can't believe you buy all of your books. Like, where would you even, first of all, that's a lot of money. Second of all, where do you put them? Like, where in your home? So fair, because <laughs> I, okay, I do say, I do try to take as many as I can out of the public library, but I, unfortunately, like, I do love the process of buying books. I love it. It literally provides me with so much serotonin, which is bad, because it's, I spend so much money, but I have a lot at my house with my roommates. I have a lot, and then here I have a lot and I do try to like donate them as much as I can and like mm-hmm. give them away or give them to friends and be like please read this yeah. um when I bought the Jeanette McCurdy biography it is literally sisterhood of the traveling Jeanette McCurdy biography it has gone I have no idea where it is now oh somebody has it 
it's gone yeah. through 17 ends, but um yeah that one's been really popular this year Darren read it um I have not yet read it but everybody loves the Jeanette McCurdy like autobiography yeah I got very lucky we were in a big puzzle me and my roommates and so we went to the local Barnes and Noble to buy more puzzles like one random morning and we were walking out and I and then they were like oh wait let's go get some Starbucks inside and I was like okay so we walked back in then I'm walking out again I see Jeanette McCurdy's book on a little stand I said can I buy this and they said absolutely I said is it the only one they said yes somebody's (gasps) hold just ran out I know I'm like so sorry but I snatched it up right away that's amazing I know I got really lucky I know yeah and that's why it's the like sisterhood of the traveling book because it's the last one that now you've given to everybody to read literally it really is which is like such a beautiful segue into the book community see what can bring us all together yeah exactly and a nice thing that we were just talking about in the previous episode was Goodreads which is a perfect place for you to put all those lists of books that you you know see on book talk or whatever else that people recommend to you and you get to I have taken careful construction of my Goodreads in the last like year or two to make different lists and whatnot because people would ask about books and I'd be like well if you like this genre read this and I love Goodreads and it's how I decide whether or not I'll probably like a book you know looking at people's reviews and stuff yes I am like very new to Goodreads like within like the last month I am like very very new and even before that I was the same person and one time I decided to go through all of my like favorited TikToks that I had like favorited to come back to to look at and I like literally wrote them all down into a notes table and then I cross-referenced to see if any of them were at my public library and so I have like this huge table and I'm like why am I just not using Goodreads that's kind of dumb but (laughs) that's exactly what I do except I put in my Goodreads and then I also have to put it on hold at my library but yes that is exactly the other thing I will suggest to you that I just started using it's called Fable and it's an app that is basically like a virtual book club. And so you can join, all these people make all of these book clubs from what I understand. And you can join any of them. Like I joined a murder, like mystery thriller book club. And each month somebody is the person that is leading this book club and they pick the next book. And you, along with everybody else, get to read it, get to comment on the chapters and whatnot. And so it lacks the personal connection probably that like an in-person book club would have, but you're connecting with people from all over the world on whatever genre whatever book that you're reading together and I started the one for December and then I didn't love it and I'm not going to say which one it was but I didn't love it and so I kind of stopped halfway through but that beginning half when I was reading everybody's comments per chapter about what they thought of that chapter and everything like that it felt really great to be a part of something and read that and be like oh my gosh I thought the same thing and so that that might be something you would like that's really interesting. I think that would be something I like. I'll have to check that out. Fable? Fable, yeah. They also have a beautiful, like, logo. Oh, okay. Brain. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Shout out Fable. Yeah. So when do you find time to read now? I do. I'll, unfortunately, I'll usually the majority of my reading does happen on, like, breaks. So, like, summer break, Um, even though I was working at a public defender's office, mm-hmm. I um was usually reading. And then probably I came back with a few books to hopefully get through during her break um I try like usually like the first few weeks of the semester aren't like horrible so I can try to like read um a little bit uh through the semester then finals week I can't read anything because all I'm thinking about is that but 
I try to get in reading as much as possible. I really wish I was a little bit more disciplined with it, but um, like during the school year, um, cause I have a law school friend who she really like goes through them. And so maybe I'll just have to ask her, maybe, maybe the kicker is reading the sister wives biography. Um, there you go. Like she, so there you maybe, go. maybe it's just that, but I usually tried, I'll usually am able to get through like one to two books during the semester, nothing too crazy. And then like, usually during the breaks are when I'm able to like get through a few more. Um, I wish I could read more, but do you like audiobooks? Because I know I've had a discussion with people about whether or not that even counts as reading, which I think it does because I am still getting through the book, right? Right. I think it does. And I think it's more accessible to people. So don't demonize audiobooks. I I go off and on, like I'll go through an audiobook period. During the summer, I was in a little bit of an audiobook period just because I was commuting an hour to the public defender's office. So there would be times where I was like, I don't feel like listening to music. And so I got really into like cook, like, like chef biographies so I read like or I listened to Anthony Bourdain's um audiobook and who else maybe another one of his I think I listened to another one of his I really like to audiobook biographies mostly because I think those are interesting to hear from like the people um who wrote them I think those are interesting I don't know if I really like to I I'm on the the fence on whether I like to audiobook like fiction just because I think, I don't know, I think I kind of like reading that a little bit more. Whereas like, yeah, biography, like are very, I agree, good for other books, but I'm willing to give it another shot. Yep. But I usually do my nonfiction biographies on the audiobook. Yeah, I think I agree. I think like mostly nonfiction are really good because that's how I'm learning versus being like in a book, you're like consumed versus like yeah. doing laundry and listening. Um, and then the only thing fiction wise that I can get into via audiobook is like mystery thrillers. Cause that keeps me on my toes enough to be like intrigued. And I'm not having to pause to like soak in what this dragon looks like or what, you know? Right, yeah. Was that's the book fair. Kitchen Confidential Adventures in the Culinary Underbelly by Anthony Bourdain? It was very good. I would recommend. It was really interesting. It was a really interesting look at, um, I was going through like a very much a, for some reason food chef phase this is also mm-hmm. when I wanted to go to culinary school for a second and so I was reading I was reading a lot of just Anthony Bourdain mostly my aunt has read oh notes from a young black chef I've heard that one was really good so I think that might be okay. my next book listen but huh. uh, I don't read a lot of autobiographies but I'm curious now if maybe that's something to get into yeah they're very good would recommend mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> So you kind of already said th- said this, but what is your favorite book? Oh gosh, you said your favorite book series was Percy Jackson. For sure, do love the Percy Jackson series. My ultimate favorite book—that's a really good question. I don't know. I I'm trying to think because I feel like there's like books that I reread a lot versus books mm. that I love. I, I will say I think Pride and Prejudice is pretty high up there. I do love Jane Austen. Ooh. I just read. Seven Days Till June, I think. Let me just make sure. No, Seven Days in June by Tia Williams. It's like romance kind of. So good. Probably really up there on one of my favorites. I would reread. It was very, very good. And I'm usually not a huge romance person, but that one was, I think, probably one of my favorites, at least this year. I'm trying to think back. Um, oh, I loved Crying in H Mart. I think that was such an amazing yeah, um, biography. One. That one was really, really good. I would probably reread that again. That one I want to suggest to my mom, actually. 
I, yeah, whenever she has time to read, I think she'd really like that. Crying in H Mart by Michelle Zoner. Again, Zoner. Sorry if I don't pronounce the name right. And so you say you reread books often. I reread the Percy Jackson series. I should say, <laughs> I should clarify. Let me edit that. I reread the Percy Jackson series. <laughs> so you only reread one series over and over again. Yes. Unfortunately, I just love the Percy Jackson series so much. And so I have reread that. I actually have also reread, and I'm sure you've read, the, I'm nearly positive you have read the series. And now I'm, I'm like blanking on its name, which is so dumb of me because I literally have reread it multiple times. Why can't I think of it? It's a YA mystery. And is it a good girl's guide to murder? No, you haven't finished that no. Oh my gosh. Do you know who it's, it's a, just, what is it about? It's like they're in the in Vermont in a boring school, and there the was like nights. an old murder. Oh, truly devious. Yes. <laughs> yep, truly devious, by Maureen Johnson. Yeah. Did you read her? It was the box in the woods. So it was like the fourth book, but it was like separate. I did. I love that. I will say, not, not my favorite. No. I didn't think it was bad. Yeah, I like the idea of something else taking place in a different place with the same characters and having it be a mystery. Like, I really like that idea because there's sometimes I feel like a book ends and I'm like, wait, so we're like not going to see this person again? Like, I'm this is it? Yeah. And so that's always exciting. But yeah, I liked the first series a lot. Yeah, me too. I think I read read reread the first book, I think, twice. Well, one, I guess I reread it once, but I read mm-hmm. it twice. Have you read all of Percy Jackson and then have you read the newer ones like um, the Heroes of Olympus? Yeah, and like all those as yes. well. Yes, I didn't even okay. know those were a thing until literally this was like right before lockdown and like the pandemic everything. And I remember hearing about this. I don't, know, I don't know if I heard it from Morgan or I don't know who was telling me or maybe I just texted Morgan and I was like, why didn't you tell me about this? I can't remember. <laughs> but and I remember going to the Barnes and Noble and I was like, I was like looking in the young adult section and I was like, where is Percy Jackson? Like, where is it? I was like, this is ridiculous. They don't have it. And so I like went to an employee and I was like, um, I'm looking for Here's Olympus by Rick Riordan. And he was like, oh yeah, follow me. And he like leads me into the children's section. Yep. And I was like, this is really embarrassing. <laughs> it's yep. incredibly embarrassing. Thank you so much. <laughs> Let me buy all of them. So I did. I ended up buying the first one and reading it and I really liked the series I liked the new series he did a great job so yeah 10 I out of 10 across the board yeah I think he does do a really good job yes and I've also now I've expanded because he Rick Jordan has like a publishing company or publishing press I don't know exactly what it is but mm-hmm. um he like has writers of color write under his like publishing company I guess um like mythology like YA mythology novels um uh from like different countries and cultures just because I think he's expressed like it's not for him, obviously, to write. Yeah. And so uh, there's like Tristan Strong, I think, like punches a hole in the sky. Um, I bought that one. That one's really good. Would okay. recommend, if you are a Percy Jackson fan, would recommend looking under his publishing press on the other ones that he's published because um, I'm sure they're all fantastic. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Like, I think it was reading Percy Jackson for the first time, it was exciting because other than in high school reading like The Odyssey, like this is the first time you get to dive into a little bit of the mythology of, you know, Greek mythology and then Roman mythology. And so to be able to do that about 
different cultures and different mythology in other places that's really cool that's really exciting love that yeah and so I've only read one but it was really good so okay the others are yeah so I was going to ask what's your favorite genre of book genre hmm I probably like I like like contemporary fiction right now I also have been really dipping my toe back into YA fantasy I just read Legendborn took the space in my heart the like Hunger Games shaped hole in my heart even though it's not really dystopian but it's like just like YA kind of fantasy and it was so so good I devoured it within like two days I think the second one has already been out I have to buy it I haven't read it yet yeah I recommend it was it was really really good there's like a love little love triangle really interesting history yeah Legendborn by Tracy Dion five out of five hmm. okay I like that one so I wish I could get away from fantasy because I am I feel like I'm aging out of it. I am too old to be potentially reading YA fantasy, but I don't. I don't think that matters. Like, I don't. I don't listen to that. <laughs> YA is for everybody. Yeah, it is. I love. I love it so much. So I've definitely dipped my toes back in to YA fantasy, and I do. I do go like in and out of like mystery because I do love mystery. I really do love mystery. Sometimes I'm like. I gotta, I gotta get myself out of the hole because I'm reading too much mystery yeah. at times. But well, that changes, this conversation changes the list of books that I had thought of to give to you or suggest. And instead, I would say, <laughs> I would suggest, have you ever read, I didn't know you were so into YA, right? So I would suggest, it's called Silo by DJ McHale. And it's a YA novel and it's a trilogy. And I read the trilogy in like a few days and it was just like, I had no idea where the story was going and it was just so unexpected throughout the whole thing. And it's definitely YA, but it was so captivating, so exciting. And like, I loved it. And it's one of my like faves probably for like a very young adult, like almost children's, I think, book storyline. It is added to the notes app list nice to them put in goodreads (laughs) yeah to them put in goodreads (laughs) because yeah I love I love a I just like especially with like how heavy and dreary and dry law school writing is and court opinions can be I do like like not that why I mean YA is like such I think really deserves its stars because it's such like a diverse and incredibly talented like group of authors write YA and like it it really is such an incredible area of I guess genre of book Mm -hmm. so I really don't I hopefully I haven't diminished it because I try I mean I love it I watch I listen I read it so much because I think it is like such an amazing I do like I like it just because it it like brings me out of the world a little bit the world that I'm in and it's just so interesting and does such a good job and it's just like a little different than I think a lot of the contemporary fiction I read is like a lot of just like sad women and I'm already a sad woman. And so I'm like, I want to read instead this 16 year old going to a fantasy world. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. And I also think like you, for example, going into Barnes and Noble and picking Percy Jackson and having to go to the children's section to get it is like, I feel that so hard, like going in, there's almost like a level of embarrassment, but at the same time, like the fact that 20 years later you're still reading the same I guess not 20 years but like 10 years later you're still reading the same what quote-unquote young adult or children series says a lot about that book and and 
the content of it can always be like something like Percy Jackson. You're still learning about Greek mythology. Like you never know what a young adult or like children's book will do and like what it will bring to your adult life. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really well said. A hundred percent. Don't sleep on YA. (laughs) Exactly. So what are some book tropes that you love? Good question. I do. I mean, I do love a sad woman. I do like a sad woman in her 20, upper 20s, maybe lower 30s. I'll take even beyond then. I'm just, I feel a little bit like I'm already, in, I mean, I'm in, in my upper 20s. So um, I do like a, a sad woman. Like I like Luster was really good. Um, I really liked my year of rest and relaxation. I know that can be a little bit controversial. Mm. Um, That's on my list to read. That yeah. Some people hated it. Some people liked it. I, th- I thought it was pretty good. Um, but I do like, like sad women in their upper twenties to thirties, um, mm-hmm. lovers and writers. I feel like that can be part of that by Lily King. That was really good. And then as far as like romance goes, I love an enemies to lovers, you know, Pride everybody and seems my to, favorite. I mean, it's just so good. What are you going to do? Pride and Prejudice is like one of my favorite novels. Absolutely. I love it. I watch the movie, the Kieran Knightley version only. I love it. Um, I love I'm trying to think of other tropes. I see so many of them on book talk that I'm like, oh yeah, I like that. And then I, now I can't remember that, but. Well, I feel like based on what you've said, you probably like a good quest and like a journey in that way. Love a quest, love a journey. Yes. I love an odyssey, if you will. Mm-hmm. Going away from home, coming back. Yep. I do. I'm, I'm trying to think of like romance tropes because I feel like those are like so. Yeah like defined and carved out but I love the like I think I want to talk about it was like the like they got to the hotel and there's only one bed trope or something like that yeah yeah like yes hilarious love it yeah <laughs> yep. I will say I'm starting to notice different I don't even know if you call them tropes but like ways stories are written or like the plot so to speak and we kind of talked about how you were reading a good girl's guide to murder by Holly Jackson and I just finished Five Survive, her newest book by Holly Jackson. And I loved that it's all the same night and you're just watching the story unfold within this like limited amount of time. And I realized I really like that. Like for a mystery or a thriller, it like really, or even probably a romance, it would work really well. But it's just like, I don't know, anticipation building up. And it's just, it's cool to see things unravel within like this limited amount of time. That's really interesting. I didn't know that that her new book was like that. That That is mm-hmm. like, I do kind of like that too. And I think like, I do think it can work with romance. I'm thinking about like, actually, I cannot think of any examples, but <laughs> like, I do think there could be ones that like happen within like one to two days or something like that, yeah. or like one day. Like a good road but, trip. And then you like learn you like that person from that road trip, you know? Yes, precisely. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. Mm-hmm. So what book had the biggest impact on you and in what way? Oh gosh. Um, I'm trying to think. I think nonfiction, the book that had the biggest impact on me um, was Our Prisons Obsolete by Angela Dav- Dr. Angela Davis. I think that like completely, I read excerpts from it when I was in college and um, I was able to like, I actually bought the book after that. And I, it's such a quick, it's such a quick and accessible read. Also, I think like the idea of prison abolition is such um, an amorphous, can be like an amorphous concept to a lot of, a lot of people. And I think she just like breaks it down really, really well. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think like lays the foundation. And I think like speaks a lot to 
just like I think like a lot of misconceptions about incarceration and like people who are incarcerated um because I think you asked me another question I think back in the interview um about like watching shows like being in a criminal justice you know sphere and then like watching like SVU or like a criminal minds and like I think she touches on like how media and like and also being like having personal experiences with people who have caused harm in some ways like I think like the media does really distort like who those people are who do cause harm and like their capacity for like humanity still and like um I think it also like completely uh like our like a lot of people have never gone to prisons or like seen inside prisons and like I think that shit like it shifts our mindset a lot on like what prisons are um who's going there who are like who what type of people and like you know um I think it's really easy when watching this shows to be like you know these people are only all bad but you know yeah when you actually have to meet that's caused harm or who has been incarcerated um in other ways or something like that like they're full humans, just like me and you. They have the capacity for good and bad, just like me and you do. Um, and so I think like that was such a mind-shifting book and just completely 180 changed my way of thinking. Um, and it's so accessible. It's so easy. It's so it's like such a short read. Um, mm-hmm. And I think there's like audiobooks of it like, for free on YouTube. So it's like super, super accessible. So that really, really, like really changed my thinking uh, a lot. Like there's so much to learn and like, like such a perspective, like there's, I think people who are incarcerated, like there's such a wealth of knowledge that they have. And like, they're so like what they know is so important. And so um, to be able to read from like perspectives, like not only that book, but like, I mean, Dr. Angela Davis, she was incarcerated. Yeah. And so uh, like reading from like perspectives, I think are, are, is so important. And unfortunately they don't always have obviously the resources to write those kind of books but and then as far as fiction goes I'm trying to think oh you know not to bring it up again but Percy Jackson really I love that that freaking series I really do I do feel like it like really like solidified my love of reading and like it's like something I just go back to constantly and it's like also such a like uh something that like so many people can connect like such a connector like no matter where I go I feel like there are people who I'm like the Percy Jackson series and they're like no like I loved the Percy Jackson series like that was the best and it just is so I think accessible and so like so many people can relate to it and um yeah yeah I think it's just like as far as a connector goes for like a like YA novel yeah I think that was a good one I agree I agree so my next question, I think I know the answer to, and it's okay. What is one book you wish you could read again for the first time? So the person, no, I was kidding. Um, <laughs> I will find a different answer. You can I say prom- the Percy Jackson series. Like, that's okay. I feel like here's the, here's the other thing is like, there are some books like I can really remember the plots too and stuff like that there are some books I read and I'm like I couldn't tell you what that was about so I feel like that is also hindering me but I'm trying to think I'm looking at my list of books I read but hmm a book I wish I could reread again but for the first time like you experience it all again for the first time yeah for the first time does it change your answer back to Percy Jackson that's okay (laughs) I mean, it's always Percy Jackson. Like it is constantly the answer is Percy Jackson. So yes, that is actually correct. It would be Percy Jackson, but 
I also think um, Crying in H-Mart really just had such an effect on me. I would love to have the chance to like reread that again. I also was like speed reading that a little bit because I was up against the deadline of returning it to my library. Um, <laughs> and so I was I was reading it quite fast. So I wish I could reread it for the first time in like a little bit more of a slower way. Um, but I think that one I would love to reread again for the first time. Um Pride and Prejudice, I would love to reread. Any also any mystery novel I feel like I've I've read. Like I would love to relive like finding out the mystery again. Yeah. Uh I think like that would be so fun. Like there, I'm sure I can't think of one right now, but like probably like a lot of the I love the Sherlock Holmes novels a lot. Mm. Uh, so I probably would love to reread those without knowing the the yeah. ending. But um that's so funny. Yeah, I've never so read funny. any of the Sherlock Holmes novels. Like I should. I like mystery so much, but I've never. They're like good quick them. quick reads. Yeah. So, what books are on your list to read next? Let's see. I'm bringing up my to read. I am in the middle. I'm like a few pages in of. I really want to read. Um. Well, I'm reading, it's called The Lying Life of Adults by Elena Ferrante. I'm not sure I pronounced her name correctly, but I, I she has a series, it's like the Yopin um, series um, that has just gotten like such good reviews. Everybody I really trust with giving reviews have said they absolutely love that series. Um, okay. And so- I would love to read some of hers. So I would love to write the Neapolitan novels by her. And then I'm also a few pages in. I started um, Take a Hint, Danny Brown. Um, okay. I really love, I, t- I read Get a Life, Chloe Brown, which is like, it's like a, I don't know if you've heard of these novels. Have you? No. It's like the Brown sisters. There's like three Brown sisters and um, each one has like a novel. And so there's like Get a Life, Chloe Brown. It's romance um and then this one is take a hint danny brown and i really like to get a life chloe brown so i'm excited to read everyone i think from what i've heard this take a hint danny brown is everyone's favorite um okay i mean i won't speak for everyone but everyone i've heard um i've really loved that and i'm a few pages in so i'm excited to read that one um i want to read all about love by bill hooks um yeah i've seen that one on like tiktok all the time yeah yes yeah i remember i think i got like I read it again during a semester and I think I got a few pages in and then you bought all of these books, right? Yes, of course I did. I need serotonin. <laughs> oh, I want to read the second book in the Legend Born series. It's called Bloodmarked. Um, would really love to I have to buy it at them. Mm, so serotonin coming my way. Oh, do you um, also find that like if you have one of the books, you have to have the whole series bought? That's a good question. Yes, because here's the thing. I didn't have, I reread the first, very first, like not the Here's Olympus, but the first Percy Jackson okay. series, that first Percy Jackson series this summer. And um, I rebought all of those books, except for the last one. I had the last one. I didn't have, and I skipped rereading the first one because I was like, I've reread that multiple times. So I feel like I don't need to read The Lightning Thief. Um, they also came out with new covers. And so I had to buy them. Oh, are they nice new covers? They are. Do you want me to run and grab one? Yeah, why not? 
here we are. Oh, I still love the trident. Like that's all needed. Right. This is the Battle of the Labyrinth, the fourth book. Looks like it. These are my children. (laughs) I think now that I have this in my hand, I think this is the best of the first Percy Jackson series. I think the Battle of the Labyrinth. Really? It's a really good one. Yeah. So I did buy all the new covers. Um, So So my answer was actually going to be no, I don't actually need to buy them all. But um, unfortunately, I think reality says differently. Um, I do buy them all. So, Mm. Or it's just like, what are you reading now too? Because you seem to have brought so many books home with you for this holiday break. Last Percy Jackson book, because I didn't get to that over the summer. So I will probably read that. that. Yes, I'll read that. And then I'm going to try, I've never read any of the Bronte sisters, so I'm going to try Jane Eyre. Shout out to my roommate for letting me bring this one home. So I'm going to try that. Um, then I have this War on an Irish Town. It's a fiction, or nonfiction. Oh. Oh. Uh, just because I am really interested in like, uh, kind of like the Troubles in like Northern Ireland. So I bought this. Hopefully it's good. I have a few. I'll probably buy more. Unfortunately, I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. <laughs> I will be buying more. I'm assuming I'm going to get a gift card to bookshop.org from my mother for Christmas. So. <laughs> well, also you should bookshop.org. You should also use, I think it's called thrift books. You can get them like barely used or yes. about the way that I'll buy them because books are expensive. Yeah, I, I do. I really like, I, I have gotten into thrift books this, mm. this last summer because I was literally buying so many of them um, just to yeah. keep my happy i also have severance by ling ma which um has gotten like such incredible review everybody i have ever seen has read that book has given it such good reviews and it's mm. like very like speaks to the pandemic i think a lot oh okay um yeah so i have that upstairs so i'm excited to read that i have a couple more that i left here over the summer um, you obviously have to keep your Goodreads up to date because I luckily have this audio recording to be able to list them all. But now I want to go to your Goodreads and go through them all as well. I will. I will update my Goodreads. So far, I've I've added a lot to my to read. I have a lot to read and I'm not disciplined in my reading. So <laughs> I hope this will get done in this winter break, but crossing my fingers. Yeah. Really. Oh, but, well, I've learned yeah. so many reading? new books from you. Oh, I, that's a great question. What am I reading? I'm reading, I'm reading two books right now. Both of them are murder mysteries or like thrillers, of course. It's like my genre. And one of them is mm-hmm. called, so the first one I'm reading is called Never Saw Me Coming by Vera Kurian. And it's basically about this girl in college who's a psychopath clinically and is going through this clinical study at the same time at her school to kind of learn and see how she adapts to life, et cetera. And then she's also planning somebody's murder. And that's about mm-hmm. how much I've gotten so far. And then okay. the last party by Claire McIntosh, which was suggested by a friend of mine, and they like loved it. And so I was like, well, it, I actually bought that one because they were like, I loved it. It was one of my favorite books this year. And so I was like, yeah, I guess I have to buy it and like trust this person's opinion but they have a great like taste in mysteries and thrillers so I think it's going to be a really good book and I'm excited about it those are the two I'm reading right now so the one not- is a library book which means like I have to finish it within like the next two weeks you know so it has to get done right so, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I'm hoping I might this winter rig attempt to get a library card from my parents' local library, but mm. it's also a very small rural area. Yeah. Um, so I don't well, know, I know stocked, like, but they might have a great selection. So that's true. And some places let you have multiple library cards. Like if you live in Virginia, you can also have a DC library card, I believe. And so having multiple library cards is nice. And then if you use any apps, I use Libby and it's how I do like yes. Kindles and like my audiobooks. And so I can put multiple library cards on that. And that's always really nice. Well, Shelby, thank you so much for joining this book club episode. You had so many suggestions, so many books that I'm very excited to read myself. Well, I'm excited to read your recommendations. They sound really incredible. And I can't wait to, okay, well, do you have a Goodreads? We should follow each other. I That's my immediate thing after this is to follow you on Goodreads. Fantastic. And then maybe maybe we'll make our own fable book club, you know? There yeah. we go. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much, Kendall. I love talking books. Love mostly just talking about Percy Jackson, apparently. <laughs> um, fully only Percy Jackson. But it's, listen, it's my passion. So. It's your passion. I'm sure yeah. Morgan's is going to be very similar to mine if you end up. Yeah, I literally, her. yeah, I know Morgan when I interview her for this, my other sister, she's going to, it's all going to be Percy Jackson and I'm excited to see. That's still fun because you get two different people's like points of view about it and stuff. So <laughs> it's exciting, but I know that's exactly what hers will be as well. There we go. <laughs> and everybody stay tuned for next, for the next couple episodes. Bye-bye. Woo! Thank you for listening to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. The Book Club episode. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts, and if you're interested in any of the books that were discussed in this episode or any of the episodes, they're always listed in the show notes. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Unofficial Book Club Pod, and don't forget to rate and share with all of your friends. Until next time.